y'all and welcome back to another episode of long live relationships it's me laria and it's me tristan and this week we are going to discuss money and your financial position yep talking all about the benjamins so the money i know is a strong topic and an interesting topic that comes up in relationships so we're gonna be discussing the when and how and how to take the awkwardness out Ready to get started, Maria? Absolutely. Okay, Tris. So, both of us are kind of in industries where we deal with money, we make money, that type of deal. Right? We understand the power of money. But when you're dating, specifically, let, let's, let's be 100% candid. Um... How soon do you think you should bring up salaries, credit status in relationships? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's an interesting one. I mean, it's it is it's always an awkward conversation, but I guess you got it has to be had if you're thinking about being serious or taking a relationship to the next phase um, or the next uh, step in life. But at the same time, I mean, I guess from looking in the outside in. Do you think that people look look at each other and be like, oh, that person got money, so, you know, it should be easy conversation, or, you know, they look like they might be struggling, or they could be in between, um, you know, that could make another person uncomfortable, or should it just happen natural? So, well, you asked me, like, a couple questions. So, I do think that superficially, sometimes we do look at people like, oh, yeah, he got money. Um, oh, he's driving the Benz or he's driving a truck. Yep, he got money, right? Because sometimes we look at outward appearances to kind of gauge where a person is financially. Now, (laughs) that is not always a good indicator of a person's financial responsibility. Um, Do I think, what was the second part of your question? Uh, What was the second part of the question? You got me t- t- twisted. You got yourself twisted because you asked me a question and you forgot. I should just that quick too. Um, the second question. Oh yeah, do you bring it up like intentionally or should it just occur naturally? So here's the thing: if we're on a date, um, as soon as we like, if we get to know each other and we vibe in, the conversation is good. It could be a little off-putting. If we're not in a relationship, for you to just be like, so what's your credit score? Or um, how much debt are you in? Or do you have debt? That might be a turnoff. I feel like back at, like, I don't know, maybe as of recently, I feel like I've heard, like, women, I don't know if men do this, but as one of their qualifying questions, they might ask a dude that they're interested in, like, what's their credit score? And if it's not... I mean, I've if, heard if, the same if, thing. If it's not high enough, then, you know, do shot a shot. But, I mean, at the end of the day... I mean, you can shoot your shot. It. But I think, okay, that may be a qualifying question for some women. Um, I think it's important to know if a person is fiscally responsible. I also think people have stories. Like, people could have either been helping out a parent, lost their job whatever the case is, and that could have impacted their credit score. Do I think that should automatically disqualify a person from dating? No. Um, however, if you tell me at the gate that, oh, like if I just ask you, if we talk about money, whatever, and I say, oh, okay, so what's your credit score? And you hit me with, oh, it's a 615. So initially I'm be like, all right, so uh, what happened? Like, if that's something that's important to me, like, just yeah. as a woman. Well, if, so, a what, a what happened might be, what happened could be also off-putting, because, I mean, it may, maybe nothing has happened, because, again, that person may have always used cash their entire life, so they might not even have credit established. So, I think the, hard, the hard part about that is really kind of figuring out what what the situation is in terms of where everybody's at, so... I think it comes up naturally in conversation, not just credit, but just finances in general um, over time. I mean, I think 
when you do go on, I mean, when you first meet somebody or even on the first date or whatever, you, you, you kind of get a gauge of what people do for a living. So it's like, what do you do? And you may just get off gate what their main hustle is. Or if, you know, they're really ambitious, they might show all their cards. But I think people, again, get a feel for what a person does in life when they first meet. So, you know, if you're both in some business industry, if you're a teacher, if you're a healthcare provider, and depending on where your status is in those professions, will get people thinking like, hmm, all right, you know what? She's a doctor. All right, she got bread. So at the end of the day, or if you look at it as a, another, like, you know, the service professional, and it may feel some type of way about that. Like, I've known people who, when they first meet, when you're talking about from a money standpoint, there's people who may not date or marry somebody who makes less than them, man or woman, or it or does not equal to what they do. So, for example, I mm-hmm. come across people who, let's say you work as a business professional or you're a doctor, and your spouse or partner is a teacher, then from a salary difference standpoint, some people get caught up in the mindset of, well, if they're always going to be a teacher, so they're only always going to make you know, the lower end of the spectrum, which See, is not I think that's true. stupid. Yeah. I think that's stupid because, okay, say I am a teacher, but I teach at a Title IV school. Chances are, if I had any student loan debt, it's already been covered. So while my salary might not be high, my net worth might be because you got to look at a person's debt to income ratio. So I think that's sh- So <laughs> funny enough, I think that's kind of shallow. That's just, I mean, that's my personal opinion. Like, I could be making $130,000 today, right? And that's my six-figure salary. Cool. Making bank, I'm good. You might be making $75,000. Okay, fine. I think it's shallow of me to be like, Nah, I can't date you because we don't we don't make enough money because I the because of the industry I'm in, I could lose my job tomorrow. So then I I don't have a job, but you do. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. salaries fluctuate. So I don't think I mean I think I think life over time fluctuates because I mean outside of professions as we get older, um we kind of discover ourselves a little bit more. So outside of you know our day-to-day we may have one you know you know that main source of income but then again you may also have five six seven different streams of income that's coming in obviously you may not get that up front when you know you're first dating but over time as you're getting to know a person that may play a huge factor into you know looking at them in a different manner or what they think about money but i guess at the same time it depends on you as a person so if you're into the person for the person i think the money aspect may not be as big i mean it's a big deal when it comes to getting bills and stuff like that paid but the number may not matter as much if you're into the person and you know kind of what you got going on Mm -hmm. so i have a question for you then sweet pea do you think yeah (laughs) that's the first time i've heard that (laughs) so question um do you think you could date well first of all you're not dating anyone unless it's me but prior to us do you think you could date someone who made more money than you do you think you could be content in their relationship i was trying to think if i ever dated anybody that made more money than me to start with um I mean, it, that's not something that would bother me. I think, realistically, it it may mess with some folks because at the time... I'm not asking you about some folks. I'm, just, I'm asking you well, about you. No, because I, I think, for me, I'm not going to be in competition with the person. I mean, that's I think fair. I think of it more as, okay, they, they make X, Y, and Z dollars and stuff like that, but at the same time, with how I used to be, I wasn't really concerned about what other people made. It was more so about what I did. So I looked at different things of, okay, if, if I'm if I'm taking care of my bills, then, you know, whatever else 
after that is what it is what it is so if it's like going on vacation if it's random travel if it's food stuff like that i think about it as plus one versus just myself so at the end of the day that person may or may not think that way but yeah i think what it comes down to is it's a, sometimes it's an ego thing um i mean I, I i i there's so many different ways that you can generate income i mean, I, I told you i, I can be a stay-at-home dad uh, and make first it work. of all, first of all, um, the answer is no. So being a stay-at-home dad, okay, okay, great. I'm gonna make sure this says it too with the hat. <laughs> you gonna make the shirt? Yeah, I'll make sure. Well, I might not. I, well, I don't make shirts. So <laughs> I, I, I will get the idea, and Maria will make the shirt. Show, show, show you right. Show you right. Okay. Well, that sounds good. I mean, I guess for me, I've dated people who made less money than me, and it really didn't bother me um shameless plug i do want to be a stay-at-home mom everybody works in this house so <laughs> it's not that she can stay at home but at the same time there's gonna be some stay-at-home money generating activities yeah yeah whatever <laughs> shoot i can bake and me and the babies yeah, can make crafts everything don't Etsy. have to be a hustle you can set, let people in the neighborhood <laughs> Bills still have to be, still be paid. And honey, you gonna make the money to do it, and Laria is gonna yeah. chill. Uh, Actually, well, I'm just joking. Um, I am a firm believer in having my own. Um, so Tristan is right. If I were to stay at home, there is absolutely, without a shadow of a doubt, um, ways that I'll be making money remotely. So yeah, I don't yeah. Know. So I mean, getting getting. Getting back on topic a little bit. Um, I mean, we're not really off topic, but so that so that definitely goes into when you're dating and your your relationship becomes serious, and you know that you see a future with somebody. You know, I think discussing your goals and what they look like financially is important too. Um, that Absolutely. goal that goal may not necessarily have a number, but you know, if there's a certain house that you've ever wanted to buy or a certain neighborhood that you want to live in or certain lifestyle that you want to have or things that you do to treat yourself, I think that's important to discuss because, again, if you have a certain type of lifestyle, when you start spending money in, within the relationship or, you know, you're starting to count that as a unit and randomly spending $500 a week on whatever your personal endeavors are i think that person would likely want to know versus oh we're married now we have this joint account and where's this 500 dollars going every week like as, first a, as, all, as a surprise first of all um i think let's see i do think it's very important to have the the conversations like the dreams, aspirations, and all that good stuff, right? Um, but in talking about finances and what the goals are, right? When you're a unit, we have to think like a unit, right? And still maintain our personal endeavors. So... And eliminate the ones that aren't helping as well, too. Eliminate what? I mean, it's not that you do this, but I was about to say, please fix yourself. But go ahead. Look, if if you were if you were being reckless mm -hmm. every three days, like I, I don't know, like you you maybe there's a bottle of champagne that you needed every two days, or no, I don't care about that. Or it's a long day at work and you need this twenty five dollar bottle of wine every night. Bruh, first of all, why? So here's the thing: if I want a twenty five dollar bottle of wine. I can buy my wine if it's from my account. So I think that's where the disconnect oh, so is. It's, so, it's your, so, so it's not the household money no more. So right. here's the thing. No, 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 no. Let's talk about this. I am a proponent, and you know this. There should be a joint account for bills. There should be a joint savings account for our relationship goals as a unit. But... Each of us should individually have our own accounts as well. Did you just take my idea that I gave you? Use your own words. First of all. I said I'm a big proponent of this because I'm pretty sure I gave you that idea. You didn't give me nothing because I have always been independent to the point where 
I don't care how much money you make. Rhea has to have her own because I never want to be in a position where someone gives me an allowance or says, here, girl, or never mind, you will not call me girl, but here, sweetie, here's $5,000 this month. You know, the bills have been paid. This is your $5,000. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't see that. Whereas if I'm making my own money, our household bills are taken care of. If future children are in the picture, they're taken care of. If there's a $25 bottle of wine that I want, I'm going to buy it from my account. Okay. So I'm not going to use our joint money. So, 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 let's, let's, so let's, let's use that as an example. We'll, we'll stay on alcohol for it. <laughs> we laugh. So if so you're saying that, that's, your, that's your little go away. If I wanted to go out with the fellas Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, let's even start Thursday. Maybe we'll just, if we were in Atlanta, Magic City Mondays, then we decided that we were going to pop bottles the entire five days straight. And that was a regular routine. First things first, you're talking about two completely different things. You are comparing, you're comparing apples to sweet potatoes. They had had a bottle special and it was split. No, 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 no. But you're talking about going out. I said a $25 bottle of wine. You had to go out and get the bottle. But I'm not going getting lap dances either, which ain't nothing wrong with. Lap dances were only happening on Monday. Okay, but you're talking about five days in a row. It's not the same. But again, if you use your... First of all, you're not going out five nights in a row. <laughs> Try me. Second well, of I'll all... I sure you was good. The dog was negative. Good. Second of all... The kid was at the moment, so... Negative. Second of all, if you were to go out every other night, which you're not doing that either because that's not your personality. Um, if you were to do that, if you took the money from your account, I wouldn't have a problem with it. That's your money. Yeah, I guess. I mean, well, that is true. I'd be tired, so. Yeah. But I guess, yeah, that's a fair statement. So your money, our money. When you're thinking your money. Your money is my money. When you're thinking, well, see. (laughs) But at the same time, that that brings up a good point. So you have your own money. I have my own money. You know, then there's a pot. How do you, how do you decide, you know, what, what goes into the pot? you know, what you keep versus what you take or how you spend versus what you not spend. Because, I mean, I think this is where being transparent comes into play in order to reach those goals. So you have, let's just say there's a there's an estimated amount that you want to put in the savings account each month. Mm-hmm. So you start there. Then you talk about, okay, these are the household bills. Boom, those are taken care of. And then the remaining, I guess, is the remaining, but... What at what point do you feel in the relationship is a good part to start talking about that, or where you get comfortable enough to even even if you're living in separate households, like how do you get on the same page hmm. with the money? Hmm. Well, I guess I can only speak for us. Like you, the first man I've ever lived with. And I think before we moved in together, we kind of established a budget. And then we made the necessary steps to, I mean, we knew we had the money to cover the budget, right? So after we established the budget, then we stayed within that budget. We set our, we set our savings goals. We set our joint checking goals, travel budget, all that stuff. So when do you decide that? Um, if it's serious enough, to, to me, if the situation, relationship, whatever you want to call it, is serious enough to where you're thinking about living with somebody, then before you live with them, you should be discussing the financial obligations. Fair enough. And when discussing the financial obligations... So this kind of wraps a few things. So when you're food. looking at yeah, I mean food, groceries, I'm about groceries. Yeah, food. I mean that that's that's small. But what? Listen to what I'm saying before you go off on this tangent. Whatever. What I'm saying is, so when discussing these goals and going forth, 
going back to what we were originally talking about as it relates to what people do for a living, if there is a income disparity mm-hmm. and you, you've agreed to take your relationship to, to the next step and, okay, we're going to move in together, we're going to do this, that, and the third, do you come in 50-50? Like, is it no. a 50-50? No. Because, okay, here's the thing. If you and I had income that was completely disparate, right? I was making sixty thousand, you're making a hundred and twenty thousand. If you want to be a provider, right, as the man of this household, financially you're in a better position to offer more. On paper. Okay, no, no, no. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about if your debts are less than mine. I'm not talking about just of the gross number. I'm talking about net. I'm talking about after you've paid your student loans, personal loans, whatever. You could still, you, first of all, if I make 16, you make 120, you already made so much more than me. You pay more taxes than you. Yeah, right. Well, we know how much money we pay in taxes, and that's fine. But I don't think it should be 50-50. Especially if you want this woman to feed you, clean up after you, uh, buy good, buy. But you, you also said you want to be stay-at-home, so that's that. See, you can't use that, though. Because if I'm staying at home, my contribution to the household is making sure that our home is well maintained by cooking, by cleaning, by making sure our children are enriched. I don't have tangible money. You just said if a person income is disparate, should it be 50-50? Yeah, I mean, I said that. So you can't have it. Okay, so again... Let's go back just to the this the, the subject at matter. So what if in you know, I'm not speaking from our experience, but what if we say, Okay, we wanna move in together and we found this place and you say, Okay, I'm you know, whether it's renting or buying, whatever the case may be, this is how much I pay at my current place monthly, this is how much I pay. If we keep it at the same, we can afford it. If you know, it's less then obviously it's super affordable. If it's more, this is the max we can go to. Now, in those scenarios, if it's at the what we're currently making but paying together, or it's more, just from a living standpoint, you know, what what if the conversation really is, well, you know, I think we should go fifty fifty on the housing expense, but you know, think if it's, it's brought up by the woman, man or woman, I mean, there could like one person Cause could I would. be feeling one towards the other, because again. Going, let's go back on you being more independent. If you're more independent and more dominant than the man is in the situation, then you may be pushing more for that. Like the man could be, be like, "Oh, I, so I don't the answer, 50, 50, or or I, I can pay more," but the woman's like, "No, I want to do my part." So or, then, hold, hold on, or it could be the scenario where that then turns into an argument of, to your point, I don't feel like I need to pay more than fifty. Even with the income fifty percent more, even with the income disparity, because I make less, I'm going to be taking care of the house. I'm going to do that, but the man feels like okay from a financial or the spouse feels like from a financial obligation that we are both financially obligated to that, and so from the pure fact of the financial obligation that we should be having this. So I would look at that man sideways. I'm not gonna lie to you, because statistically let's let's talk statistics the happiest demographic of a woman is one who is single and has never been married and does not have children okay conversely men are happier when they are in marriages or long-term relationships pause so if from a financial standpoint I look at it like if <laughs> you make more money than me, and this is just me, if you make that much more money than me, you should provide more. Because as I have personally told you, whatever you give a woman, she multiplies. Yeah, very true. 
So if you're get, and we're just talking about bills, we're not talking about all the love and nurturing that comes from creating a home. Yeah. So if you're just if you're just paying bills and that's your contribution and she's carrying the the rest of the weight, I wish you would fix your lips to tell me <laughs> that I should be giving more because if I was living by myself, that's what I would be paying. But you know what else I would be doing by myself? Would you be cooking if you was living by yourself? Yeah, but I'm only cooking for one person. See, that's the other thing. You got to think about, if I'm living by myself, my expenses are just for one person. If I'm with you, then I have to be considerate of your dietary needs, your personal preferences, your random wants. As far as cooking is concerned, like you can't have it both ways. And I think that's what a lot of men look for. Like, oh no, we need to go half on these bills. For what? For what? I mean, that's a that's a fair assessment. I mean, you... Unless that, you're doing half of the work, of yeah. the housework. Yeah, I mean, you I, for the most part, I'm playing devil's advocate. And, <laughs> oh, I know. So... <laughs> I mean, I'm a, I'm a firm believer of, you know, handling stuff and taking care of business, stuff like that. Even to the point where, like, I, I, I'll spend, so I'll spend money on random stuff because, yes, and I ran, like, not just, like, random, like, I'm going to go to the mall and buy this random game or something like that. But as as, as most of my people around me know, I love to travel. It, it I, I can travel in various ways. So I can travel by myself. I can travel with the fellas. I can travel with Laria. First of all, Laria should have been fun. Well, I'm just naming scenarios. <laughs> the point that I'm getting at when it comes to travel and spending money is the randomness will come from, okay, I want to do this experience. And regardless of the cost, I'll be ready to do the experience. And so... At the end of the day, I'll just pay for it and worry about the the expense later as to where, like, sometimes, and I think this is where getting on the same page of, like, being independent, stuff like that, a lot of times when we first dated, it was like, okay, when we travel, it's like, all right, well, how much is this going to cost? Like, or how much is my part of the trip going to cost? In Laria's words. And <laughs> so, depending on what it was... It never came out to I would say fifty fifty because for what for a lot of stuff we did I wanted to do and because just, you provide and it just happened well and so, because you like providing for me yeah like that but We're see, providing that's, the experience that's the biggest difference though so we can talk about us and our relationship dynamics till we blew in the face but when it comes to establishing. The financial norms in someone else's relationships, that has to be discussed with that person. And it's going to vary for everybody. Yeah. I think the biggest I think the biggest hurdle really that comes into place is just like anything that you're uncomfortable with, getting over the fear of having that conversation. So I think the fear, a lot of time the fear comes in various ways. So if you're not where you want to be at in life financially, having that conversation with somebody may come off as embarrassing. If you are well off and depending on the person that you're with, they may not be where they want to be or they look at you in a different light because of your financial position. Um, you may not want to share that information with them because if you look share that aspect of your life with them, you know the reasons the reasons yeah. that they're with you may change. Um, you know, I think the other part of that is going back to our earlier piece around debt and credit is if you have a higher debt than you where you want to be at or high student loans or whatever the case may be, but you're working on that, again, sharing that information could be a I don't know, it could be a downer, it could be a red flag for somebody, even if it before you had that conversation, because they may look at you like, dang, this person's great, and, you know, we've been together a year and a half, never discussed money, 
mm. and you find out they got hella debt and they just been sitting on it. Now, again, people have reasons for why they have their debt, but at the same time, that doesn't necessarily define that person. I agree. But I also think the true test of a relationship is the difficult conversations. And finances can be difficult to discuss. For some of us, that's not a topic that we learned in our household. Like, we didn't learn the importance of credit. We didn't learn the importance of saving. And it's uncomfortable. Sometimes finances wouldn't even discuss. All we knew was that it got taken care of. You know what I mean? So when you meet somebody who's like, oh, like, we in, we vibing, like, so let's talk. You know, what are your financial goals? Or, like, whatever the, whatever the topic is, it could be uncomfortable. But I think the true test of... A relationship comes from difficult conversations because if you do find out that a person's credit score is not where you know you may feel it should be then you have to decide is this something that I want to help them work on are they willing to work on it do they see that you know it needs to be worked on um and so you kind of develop to me, you become stronger. Like, full transparency, I hate talking about finances. And I work in finance. But because you were so open with your finances, it opened the door for me to be open with mine. So I think, like, it balanced. We balance each other out in that regard. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that definitely, that's very true. I mean... I wouldn't say that I've always been that that open about money. Um, for me, just some things that kind of changed over time and in my life where I decided that I would be open and more transparent within my relationships going forward. And I guess for me, money didn't come hard to talk about more so because of where I feel like money can take not only myself, but us as a unit and like kind of how those goals align. So it wasn't an issue for me to be like, okay, well, these who, who these people I owe money back to. This is who I paid off. Um, but also these, these are the checks that I'm bringing in. Or this is like, this is the money that I make here or this is the money I make over here. And I think the the more critical piece of it was it wasn't like, all right, I'll share something that happened or something big or something that came through or a big sale, big check here, another source of income there. And it was more like whenever I talk about it or in the, within the relationship, it's like, all right, cool. Congrats. Yay. Good job. Keep it up. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it wasn't more so like, okay, well, when's, when's the next one coming or more so like, at least to me, you're not, like in my pockets, like we, I think we, mm-hmm. we, or, or vice versa. I think we kind of, we, we've established a communication channel so well that we look at the finances more from a household perspective now, expectancy and stuff like that. I agree. I don't need to be in your pockets. You guys like it. Like, what you mean? I don't know. You look at, like you look at my pocket. You try. Oh, you got a dollar there, or you have some cash for. That's because first of all, because off. you frugal. I don't care. You are care. frugal. I mean, and if I say, babe, I want blah, you might be like, nope. So so when you say no, I'm like. Oh, I'm gonna lie about myself. <laughs> that, brings, that brings up a, 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 a decent segue. I mean, yes, I'm frugal. Um, it's hell. It doesn't. I mean, to a which is a good thing. I'm frugal. My friends know that I can find a good deal. Yes, um, it's great. We we don't pay for anything in full price, and but at the same time, is there a difference between being like too have being too frugal or? Being spend happy because I think sometimes where 
we get kind of caught up and I've been on both ends of the spectrum when it looks at money it is you know do I know where where that next check is coming from maybe maybe not um, but I made the dollar stretch or be in a position where I don't necessarily have to check my bank account every day or I know things are good <laughs> hey man you need so, to play a girl hey. but at the same time do you do you go off on this wild tangent and spend a whole bunch of money if you're not completely well off because you know you might have had that money today but, but you, you might not have, have it tomorrow. tomorrow right so I guess for for me and I joke and laugh because I think it's funny um but I think your frugality is something that's a balance for us because we all know I like buying craft supplies. Like, whether it's vinyl, glitter, glue. I mean, <laughs> I, like, I like craft supplies. Um, but I'm also working to be more disciplined because, <clears throat> how do I want to say this? With you being as frugal as you are, it helps push me to save more does that make sense yeah but i also think we would have an issue if you were so frugal where you know you were so like i guess rude with it you know what i mean yeah like and you're not like we always like we both like bargain. So when we go grocery shopping, we always buying what's on sale or looking oh, yeah, in the sales that, paper. That, that buy two, buy get, two three get three is, free. Is, that's it. And so like five bags of cheeses. See, we buy too much stuff that we don't need. But that's I mean that's something that's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so if it's something frivolous, like and your nose. Funny enough, actually mean yes. So if I say I want this, you might say no today. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll buy myself. And then I may not say I'll buy myself out loud, but then you might buy it too. You see what I'm saying? Like yeah. because you like you like to give, but you're just frugal. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's as like I said, I don't I I think we all well, some of us spend more than we need to or spend more than we have to. But I think there is something, I think it is important to treat yourself. So I think part of the communication channel in establishing what you spend or what you keep goes into that. So if, for example, I like sneakers. So sneakers are still something, I don't buy as many sneakers as I used to, but at the same time, the sneakers that I like aren't cheap. So like, I still go buy the Retro Jordans, but, you know, some of the LeBrons that come out are nice. And then there's some other brands that I like. But at the same time, I'm also, when it comes to clothes, uh, I, I'm You do not I, buy clothes. I don't buy clothes. I don't like shopping. So, I'm when it, in the summertime, I'm an essentials type guy. So, solid color V-necks, good pair of jeans, shorts, or whatever, with whatever shoes I'm wearing that day. And then at the same time, I may be wearing branded material as well, too. So half the week, I'll wear branded material as it relates to my real estate business or branded material related to uh, a product or a logo or a small business. So again, you know, a lot of the name brand stuff for me is not my thing. Uh, not to say that it's, I'm against it, but it's just personally not my thing. And then also, but then also spend money on traveling. So we kind of have a rule within within us, but I mean, it shouldn't work for everybody. But we we have our annual trips with whoever we go with, whether it's our friends or whatnot. Then we have our little trips that we have between ourselves and our relationship. But then something we established when we first got together was, you know, having our own thing. So could be a couple of days away as our own personal travel. We just travel alone to reset and do whatever. But that's kind of that's already built in so it's not a surprise when it happens right and then on the flip side he's marrying somebody who loves red bottoms loves <laughs> name brands but i always get it on the bargain ain't it right babe mm -hmm. sorry it's always on the bargain so again i think again i think it is important to treat treat yourself um and treat one another in specific ways or just showing that you care when you care 
What do you mean when you care? You better care about me all the time. Mm, I do care about you all the time. Um, and things like that. So, I mean, you know, I think money-wise, if, so kind of going, wrapping up here soon, if you get to a point where you're with somebody and, you know, you, you've always, you, you got to the point where you're well off and all those other good things, if, for whatever reason, one person's income just stops, and you know they're starting to liquidate assets, starting to use savings. Excuse me. Excuse, excuse me. you. Excuse you. <laughs> we'll need to probably cut that out. But oh, it's fine. This is, I mean, it's a conversation. You yeah, burped. Ew. I did, and again, um, but yeah. So if you get if we get to the point where you have a significant loss of income, laid off. You know, even in this situation, in the economy, it starts to get drastic. Is that a reason to leave the person you're with? Oh, God, I hope not. If you leave me because I lose my job, let me tell you something. That would devastate me because it, it would just, well, okay, it would devastate me. But then it would also be like, I would have to take it as a sign from the higher power that you weren't meant for me. Because, as I mentioned earlier, finances fluctuate. If you're not with me for me, my quirks, my meanness, like if you're not with me for that, you shouldn't be with me for what I can provide for you. I mean, I don't disagree. But I'm I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't leave you if you lost your job tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, I mean... I think I know that, but you I think, think I, you know. You better know. At, at same, listen, at the same time, what do you? That, that, with I mean, that's a good statement, but I think do you, mentally though, it stri- I think it strikes people in different ways because while some folks say that they've always wanted to take care of somebody or do this and a third, mm-hmm. when that when that's their responsibility. You know, it may essentially become more burdensome, more burdensome mm-hmm. than not. Uh, I think, especially if it comes from, if it's not coming from a genuine place. Well, see, you just asked your own question. I didn't. I didn't ask the question. Well, you okay? Fair. You didn't. Well, you commented on your own statement, like that statement alone. If you say you want to provide for somebody, and you don't mean that. You have lied to the person and you set yourself up because just because a person is contributing, if they lose, I should feel comforted in knowing that if I lose my job tomorrow, we're going to get through it together because we're a unit. Yeah. So I should never be thinking Oh my God, if I lose my child, he going to leave me. Like, that's dumb. And if I think like that, we're not going to be together. Because if we're supposed to be in this as a unit, I should support you where you may have deficiency. You see what I'm saying? Like, and if... Okay, if you lose your job and I leave you... Who's to say if you got sick, I wouldn't leave. Do you yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like... I guess now being sick, you become another expense. Correct. As well, too. So it's like, nah, like I don't like that. Like, no. Mm-mm. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a... It, 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 it's so many factors that go into that. I mean, it could be... It could be an accelerant to a conversation that need to be had. Um, it could be some built-up feelings. Uh, I mean, it could be a lot. Uh, it's like that could have been the opportunity for the person to be like, "Oh, well, you're no longer, you you're no longer needed for me, or you're no longer a necessity for me because you you can't provide for yourself. So, how do you expect me to provide for you?" Um, but again, that that's a, oh no, that's a that's a tough situation. But I definitely think that if you are to in it together, that while the the time might be hard, I think you just have to adjust for what the situation is 
and really just go with go with the punches at the time because I mean you know that that's just temporary there's so many different ways that people can bring money into their household um and you know I think there are several up and downs that happen in relationships it's um, life. You, you, even within the financial absolutely se- sector and position of said relationship or ships <laughs> So, let us know if if and when you decide to talk about finances. When do you do it? Like, when do you initiate that conversation? And have you ever had an experience where somebody told you they couldn't date you because of your financial position? Now that you bring that up, one, one last thing I thought about. Because oh. dating, marriage, and money kind of play a role into this. So... We did talk about competition, and we can always talk about competition as it relates to money, who makes more, making more, pushing each other. But one thing that I wanted to speak on real quick is when it comes to gifts. So Ooh. when you when you put money into gifts, you know, obviously it's the thought that goes into the gift more than, <laughs> the, more than the money. But at the same time, if man or woman, because I've seen it in both positions, if one person's getting more lavish gifts than others do you think that the gifts should even out at a, a monetary amount and i'm not talking about like, mm, rich no, versus wealthy listen. stuff like that i'm talking about just regular day regular people day listen and it's not the same it's not the same all right let's use me and you first so, of all i mean but it, it, i have expensive taste right but I would also be absolutely content with getting some craft supplies. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So, but, uh, should they equal in money? You have to look at the people. You know what I mean? Like, what if you're a man who just loved Doritos and wow. Bud Light? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, why would I go buy you some Ferragamos if you like Doritos and Bud Light? You see what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, if that was the case, then I could do that every day. Like, I would need that as a gift pack. What I'm, I'm more thinking. So, you like red bottoms? Love them. Let's say, let's say I couldn't afford to get you the red bottoms. Okay. You get them yourself, but I can afford to get you some. Let's say Steve Madden's, for example. I like Steve Madden. I didn't say you didn't like Steve Madden's. Let's just say you didn't like Steve Madden's and you only liked Red Bottoms. Vice versa. I, I only have a Steve Madden budget right now, but you have a, a, a Red Bottom budget. At what point do you think, do you get to a point ever where you feel like that gift budget needs to match or that, that appetite needs to match to where the gifts, giving matches the number of the financial piece because again i think to a certain extent and it may take a little bit of creativity that gets it for the thought process but i think some people sometimes get caught up in the well i have this taste and if this person can never ever get to this point or they just don't seem to, that they'll get to, they have a thought process that that will never happen and that they'll always have to provide for themselves as it relates okay. to getting the things that they want and feel like they need Okay, so you brought up my my love for red bottoms. Cool. You can get a pair of Pigalifolis for about $795 plus tax. I don't even know how to spell that. And but it, but, but, but that I'm not done. If you can't afford it, I respect it. However, there are 12 months in a year. You could take bit by bit each month and save, right? Because there's always a way. You could save, what's 795 divided by 12? Let me pull out my calculator. My brain done for the night. $66.25, okay? You got to get your tax in there. So say roughly you save $70 a month. Then at Christmas or birthday, however you want to do it, you could gift me a pair of red bottoms. Although if it's me, I've already given you a list of what I want. And it's going to range 
because I'm thoughtful. I'm going to consider your budget. You see what I'm saying? So there are ways. Let's use these Ferragamos. If you say, hey, man, these Ferragamos, nice. Or not even say it, but if we are at the mall and you looking, I might not be able to afford Ferragamos. But because it's something that's going to bring sincere joy to you, I could either save, save up my money and gift them for you. Or I can be like, well, you know what, babe? You know how much you know how my money flowing. What if I go half with you? Mm-hmm. So it's ways around it. So you really can't use me I in like, this I, this scenario. I, mean, I like the red bottom for men's too, like the, what was it, the, the <laughs> Miss me with that. <laughs> I don't remember if it's the low free or the wings. <laughs> But again, I think that you I, can't I, I, think it, I think it put so we're it we're puts going, unnecessary stress on yeah, people. Yeah, strain and stress on, especially if. So I think the the stress factor comes in where something that you really have your eye on that you really like. I was like, oh man, I dreamed about this every day. But I like when when you know women or everybody's dream about that special moment or moments. Gifts is a big thing. So again, I think it puts the extra stress because it's like. If you're really being thoughtful, you're working your ass off to try to get this one gift and stuff like that to make them happy. Now, I guess the devastating piece is if you do all that, get the gift and, you know, they're happy for that moment. But then the stress kind of puts a strain on the relationship because now you get the gift and it could be it could turn into a form of spite later on. Like, oh, I, why can't you, you know, you were able to afford these shoes, but... Why can't you afford X, Y, Z going forward? Well, I can't speak to like, that. Well, yeah, like, maybe, I, I didn't see your person speak to it, but I'm just... No, but what I'm, I'm saying just, is I don't have an opinion on it. Yeah, but I'm just... Because I think thinking. that type of stuff is shallow. I mean, it is shallow. I'm so, thinking of genuine, or just general, sorry, general scenarios that could come up when the when there's not effective communication or broken communication, or when there's so much pressure put on to a person to do something for another or for their spouse or partner um, as it relates to something financially giving. But either way, that there's so many different ways you can go in that direction. And so with that being said, I think we should go ahead and wrap it up for this week. If you haven't, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Long Live, or is it L-L-R? Podcast. I think it's LLR Podcast. Yeah, LLR underscore podcast. Nice. And then email us, um, longliverelationship at gmail.com. And let us know what your conversations have been like as they relate to finances. And we will see you or actually speak to you guys next week. Have a good one.